0: I don't wanna hurt. Nah, I don't wanna hurt no more. Right now. Yeah, uh huh, yeah. Little younger, I'm here for you. Uh-huh. Till the end of time. Uh-huh. I teach you how to grind. Uh-huh. Yeah, I teach you how to shine. Teach you how to get it. Who's with it? Who's ain't, huh? Who's getting all that bang, huh? But it don't mean a thing in the end. Who's your phone? Who's your friend? Who's deep within? Who's got it made? Who's trying to play with you? I pray this stays with you in your mind.
1: The greatest podcast in the world. All right, all right, all right. All right, we're back again. You know you love to see these beautiful faces on the camera. You know it. And you know you love to see them because we are the best interviewers out here. But with that said, we got another dope, dope, dope artist who is perfect for the times we are in. Crazy, crazy times. I don't know if y'all know. For sure. The presidency. It's crazy times, y'all. And we have a good man in here, Mr. Crown. Can I call you Mr. Crown. Uh, just call me Crown. Alright, okay. here you go, my <laughs> neighbor Crown. Make some noise, Crown. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Like I said, it's crazy times out here. Um, sure. Thank you, first of all, for coming through. I appreciate nice you for know. Having
2: me. You know, you pulled up. You came in. You yeah, came I in. Yeah, I flew in to it, see what it was about. You know, I, I like that. You were in
0: the A last night, like, right? Yeah, I was in the A. So you know what, what I'm saying? Yeah. I Hey, shout
1: out to where you was at, cause you know. Came through. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Niggas For sure. came through. Came through. Um, Do you just jump right into it? I'm a, it's y'all world. I'm just. Nah, I, we're not I, just going to jump go right go into go it. Go I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, you, we kind of know each other through like, not through New York, but through like connections through people who live in New York. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. we By way of Florida. By way of Florida. Right. Um, And we were talking about you and like your sound, we were like, we didn't know where you were from. I think mm-hmm. we both said that. Give a little people about bit about your background like how like if someone asked you where you from or like what you rap what would you say daytona beach florida so uh is like central florida like right
0: above orlando mm-hmm. um okay. and you know that's that's where i grew up at that's why i spent all my time shout out to daytona shout out to the city you know we put it on in win a dmv
1: oh it's so, okay listen we, we good right we good i got you i got you boom. real quick boom there we go. There we get it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, man, Daytona Beach. That's where I'm
2: from. Um, Central Florida.
1: Okay. Um, what's it like growing up? I've never I been to Daytona Beach? Yeah, well, no, I seen
2: a lot of spring breaks down. I, see T- 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 I seen T- a lot of spring breaks. I seen a lot of shout out yeah. to great,
1: great youth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great yeah. TV youth. Hip us, because we weren't there for for real, but you was. You lived it. So what yeah, was man. living growing up in Daytona life? So man,
0: growing up in Daytona, it's like it's a we got a beach for one. You know mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? It's called Daytona Beach. Um so we uh it's a lot of culture, man. So like it's a couple things in Daytona that's really special, man. It's the home of Doon Cookment. Um okay. and okay. Mary okay. McLeod. McLeod- so if you know anything about, you know, mm-hmm. the HBCUs and Mary McLeod with McLeod- like history, that's one of the first. Um the other thing is like we were like really big into the spring break culture, right? So growing up, man, it was like anybody could be in the city anytime between like March. In April, like, with 50 was hanging off the managers, mm-hmm. the managers that's Spring Break, that's mm-hmm. Daytona, that's on the B-side, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Man? Eminem band from the city, like, anybody <laughs> who's, everybody's there, you know what I'm saying? That's so, like, like I got to tell people, like, it's two places in the South you had to go through in the 90s. Atlanta for Freaknik mm-hmm. and Daytona for a BCR spring break, you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Like, if you hear a lot of rappers like Andre say, Freaknik and Daytona made you want to, you know what I'm saying? When he talking about that, that was that culture, man, and we just, um, our city was really black. And just soulful, man. Like you know, we got Bike Week as well. So I don't know if y'all boys ride, but no, no, you know, no. everybody come through the city, no, 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 um, he's either in March or October, man. Yeah.
1: And they vibe, and it's just it's, it's love. It's all love. That's what that's 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 what's up. Um, transitioning into how maybe you got into rap. How did you like first first start rapping? First off, before we get into that, are you a poet by
2: nature? Poet by nature. Like what you are, mean by nature? Like because uh, we were all right one of the like some of the songs on the jump like it doesn't feel like you're rapping it's more so spoken word i got you um yeah that's why i asked like did you start being a poet were you a poet before you started rapping no actually man to be honest
0: with you i started rapping really really young man the thing that made me pick up the pen was house party oh
1: wow Okay, the movie the movie (laughs) (laughs) can i play yeah me you know house party 2 is my favorite movie
0: why does everybody keep saying? Like that? House Party oh. Two is
1: dead. Like I went through a stretch when I was like fifteen, through, like fourteen through like seventeen, and I watched Maybe. House Party Two, Brown Sugar, and The Wood. Like these movies, like on repeat. Like that's was, wild. So I my got people who
0: tell me three. My favorite is one. When I was a child, me and my god sister would watch like three movies. It was House Party, Bebe's Bay Kids, <laughs> and Friday. Okay, that was our films, Called right? Classics. Classics, right? For yes. sure. So, um, the thing was like. Um, house party. There's a scene in the beginning. I would just practice the battles. Mm. I love the battles, so I would be in the living room just going crazy, battling myself, trying to be on the TV. But um, there's a scene in the beginning of the movie where a kid is writing on the bed. Mm. I was like literally learning how to write in school, and I was just like, yo, I'm gonna get a three-prong folder. It was three-prong folder. Sorry, it was orange. I put like two pieces of paper in there. I wrote probably like two lines, and I was like, "This is, it. This is what I do. This <laughs> no, okay. no. what I do for life." And, and, and there's no internet from there. It's, nah, it's, it's, it's just it. been like that. That's what it is.
1: That's, that's what it was. That's, that's lit. Um, that's 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 stupid <laughs> dope. So when did you realize, all right, I'm going to take this? I don't want to say seriously because I'll be ahead for five year olds. As you yeah, know, right. whoa, 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 no, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. That's I'm pretty, pretty serious. Serious kid. Yeah. <laughs> for but sure. but when did you realize, all right, this is something? Like maybe this is my passion. This is something I want to grow up and do. I want to take trips to come see people's podcasts and talk about my music. Yeah, Mm.
0: man. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I I probably I could say my professional pursuit started like in like high school, the end of high school. But I could I can genuinely say, man, since I was a kid, I was always inclined to music. Like early out, like. My, you know, we all probably Michael Jackson babies his kids. Okay. You know, he's like the biggest thing in the world when I'm a child. More so a Prince guy. But Prince, I no, facts. Prince, all of these guys, and just like the biggie pop. Like, I always tell people, man, like your childhood kind of shapes your musical identity. Like, one of the first videos I remember really um, seeing is like the Gin and Juice video mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or stuff like that. So it's always been in me, man. And I just, I knew young. I'm not going to cap like. I really knew young. I was like, yo, this is what I wanna do. Now that I know it was gonna be such a crazy ride, <laughs> nah, but you know, I stuck with it and it just, it was a hobby at first, but then I just
1: kept going at it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. It grew, you know? For me, um, so when you say it's a hobby and it grew, when do you start linking? Because you told me something earlier that I thought was interesting. You said, um, I link with my man from school when we was in college, he yeah. was doing entertainment law. I was doing my rapping thing. I said, we going to meet each other. We're going to link back up. And, you know, yeah. it happened. So, like, you know, as growing as a hobby, when do you, like, transition to, like, mad? I'm trying to get paid
0: now. Okay. Yeah. So, that's kind of where Shop Open comes in. Um, So, um, in college, you know, we all in college, you know, it's all go get a degree. But then you make these friends throughout college. So, my entire team came from. Most of them came from college. And, you know, my, my right-hand man, B, he came from high, uh, from middle school, right? So the thing was, like, I was already rapping in college, and I would just do mixtapes and talent shows and shit. And my boy, like I said, was my boy J. Cray, Justin. Um, he was like, Shout yo. Out Jay. Shout out J. Shout out J. Cray. Um, you know, he was big into law and just everything swaggy. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, i always been business-oriented because one of my favorite was J., I mm-hmm. love ho, so I'm like, you know, you're not gonna play me. We gotta do this thing the right way, you For know. Sure. So that kind of connected it, and then I think, um, I mean, I dropped out of school because it was like we gotta get paid. Okay. And like I went to my campus advisor. It was like, yo, you got an extra, um, you got an extra semester, man. You already probably owe like 40 rights. I was like, well, that's like three shows if I really <laughs> <laughs> pop off. So I'm like, yo, I'm, I, like, I'm out of here. I like, that sure. energy. Right. That was the, that was the mentality. So I was like, yo, I'm 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 out and um. From there, you know the road didn't go as smooth. as just like you know everybody. Then you just jump out and you make it. Mm-hmm. Nah, we had to go put some work in, and then I think like after we developed our skills, I was just realizing like yo, we was doing a lot of work and a lot of quality work, sort of like what you guys are doing here. And it's like yo, you gotta pay for this. You know what I'm saying? So shop open, and then that birthed the brand. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Before we get to the shop, before we get to the brand, before we get to the um the, the album, you say you had to put in a lot of work. Yeah. You know. Talk to us about that. Explain to somebody or explain to me like what those early years in your career actually look like when you yeah. drop out of school and say, I'm about to go put in some work. Man, it's it's
0: a lot of taking the stairs. So for me, like I'm a student mm-hmm. first, right? So one of the things I did, like when I was in school right before I dropped, I was working on this tape called Leader of The Other And um, it was an old joint that I did, but it was like my homework for hip hop. Like, mm-hmm. So I took every classic album I could find from like 1985 to like the present time and studied all of them and then I would pick a record off of each album and write a verse to an instrumental off of it and made this whole tape and I was just like trying to stretch my skills and you know what I'm saying like just really loving the craft for hip hop this is in the like backpacker's era so you know mm-hmm. it's, it's Drake it's Kendrick, it's Cole, it's Sean, it's Wiley, mm-hmm. all these cats is jumping off and I'm like Yo, I gotta get sharp <laughs> but you know what I'm saying the other side of it is like the other steps is open mics you know sitting in studio sessions writing for people sometimes you know what i'm saying um like meeting producers and just networking like this thing is a network it ain't mm-hmm. just you know you got skills like really the talent is like five percent of it you know what oh. i'm saying so you got to really get out here and get to know people and that's what a lot of the early parts of it is coming from daytona it was a lot of moving around in miami making connections in Atlanta, making connections in la making connections and just kind of building you know what i'm saying my, my rapport around the nation
2: So once you left Florida, where was the? Where did you go to
0: pursue your professional career? I went to the A. So you know in the South, like that's it, that's the method. And this Mm -hmm. is like, this is like, I'm gonna tell you like this. I moved to Atlanta a week before Two Chains took off.
1: Like 2012. Yeah, Yeah. like
0: 2011. Like I'm, I'm literally talking to Two Chains. He had like an F350, and he was smoking a super long joint and like a girl group that my brother was writing for had a performance with him and he was speaking on it. So I'm, I met him I shook his hand chopped it with him and like two weeks after that, like right around and I'm getting it, just took it off and racks on racks on racks is like ringing in the city. So like Atlanta have a different scene and a different system of how they work. And coming from Florida, like, it ain't just, oh man, I'm in that line and I'm finna rap and I'm gonna get on now. You gotta really learn that city, live in that city, move in that city and develop. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like, that was my first step. Like introduction to yeah, like introduction. how this thing really works. Yeah, man. A, the A-Town, man, it builds you, it mold you. But it's a different, it's a different scene. It ain't like you can't just go, you can't just go to that city and just hop on a stage and make you finna make it. Like that ain't how it works. Like, no, nah, you got one thing about the A, you got to love the A before they
1: love you. You got to come out there put love in the city, you know, and then they'll come back to you for real. That's real
2: shit. You got to love the A before they love you. That's I, I like
1: friend. that. I like that. It I like that. makes a lot of sense, though. I mean, uh, yeah. I like that. Um, well, so, damn, this is good, like, your background is really dope. I, I like the story. is just really unique. Um, it seems yeah. like a, you know, a real rapper story. Like, you worked and, you know, you you touched those hands. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You, nah, you, yeah, met, you met those people. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we we got that. We got that taken care of. But not, now let's get to this album currently. Right. What, what you're doing now. We still don't know. <laughs> we still don't know. Now, um, this album dropped October 24th or 3rd? Uh, 23rd. 23rd. And that was a week and a half before the election. All right. All right. I looked on your Instagram page maybe like two days ago. So Friday, mm-hmm. maybe Wednesday or something. And one of the posts... Um, you, you you were talking about the election that you put. We still don't know. Yeah, mm. and I, I just found that um interesting for <laughs> for a few reasons. So I'll probably get back to that. But that 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 was that had me thinking. Mm. So I listened to the album and the first song, Franklin. It really threw me. I'm not gonna lie. Word. It okay. really threw me because the first thing I hear is um how do um. I think he said something to the effect of so how did the slave and the oppressor pray to the same God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the master and the slave. How did the master and the slave, slave, slave pray to pray the same God? What does he listen to? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> so like I said, I'm, I've listened to the album, but you know, for some reason, that didn't hit me. The fuck you about the gate, huh? and, and like I said, I've listened <laughs> to the album at first, but that didn't hit me, so this is after the election, well, okay. you know, and this is after I've looked at your Instagram, mm-hmm. and I'm listening again, and I'm like, so what are we saying here? Well, <laughs> it's happening in real time, right? So what, what, were we, what were we really talking about here, mm-hmm. and as we talk more, um, I guess my, my my greater thing was this sort of relationship with God on the album mm-hmm. was very interesting to me at least. Mm-hmm. A lot of relationships on the album. Yeah, but but the one with God in particular for me was because there's this um, there's this like questioning at points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's some um, praising and sort of like thankfulness and you know, mm-hmm. and there's also some like. Spirit of right nah, I'm not here for it. Like it just yeah. he, so that all of that—that's what I'm saying. Because on the first day, I'm like, "Whoa, where are we going?" Yeah. And then you know, we don't
2: know
1: that. I, just this relationship with God on the album. Can you explain that to me a little bit? I mean, you know, everything you describe is kind of like spot on. Is that not like the human experience? Mm. You
0: know, what I'm saying, do we not go through, you know,
2: praise and thanks,
0: questioning and confusion, running away? Fuck that on our way back you see what i'm saying like that's that's life you know what i'm saying like um and the question was just actually uh, a, a close a, a good friend of mine um rook he posted that on his story as i was working on the album and um i seen it and i was like that's what i was trying to say you know what i'm saying that question um if the master and the slave pray to the same guy who does he listen to we still don't know because the concept is like realistically if you let's go to a plantation, right? You got a master in the house who owns slaves and so forth. And he's praying to God, please let my slaves meet their quota, meet their time. I need cotton pick by a certain time because this is my business. This is my enterprise. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Please let nothing mess up my crops. Please let this, this is that. All the while, he's oppressing and doing what is deemed as wrong. And then you got the slaves that's in the field. And they praying, God, please get me away from this place. This ain't what I want to do. How did I end up here? Free me, such, 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 And the hope side of it. And the hope side of it. You see what I'm saying? And then the question is like, we all have this concept in our mind that God works for us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yo, you see them doing me wrong. And God, and then this person's like, I feel like I'm doing right. You see them doing me wrong. Or you see this potentially going left, such, such, such. And everybody think they right. I told somebody like, um, you can find anything to solidify or confirm your own beliefs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You believe something, you can go outside your door and you can find anything that's going to confirm that. You see what I'm saying? And that's how we play God like a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And and God really, a friend of mine asked the question when I first posted it and she was like, um, you don't listen to nobody. He just collects data. Wow. Ooh. He just watches. It's like two scientists Ooh. in a room watching rats run and the rats are like, trying to talk and like, why are you trying to? i can't understand what you're saying this is deeper than just what you think this is an experiment you see what i'm saying i just put you in a scenario and seeing how you got out of it and the frustration of it is like this is how we live life like sometimes i laugh when i think about god and when i think about all these things because i'm like the same way we watch tv i feel like god look at the globe like it's a tv and just spinning and be like what are they doing over here spinning what are they doing over here <laughs> This shit crazy. Peter, come look at this shit. This shit is what happened. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Please come look at this. And then it becomes this whole type of thing. And we are all thinking like he's just out here going out his way. Because that's what we've been taught. We've been taught like, yo, he's supposed to come down and save us. But a friend of mine said this to me last night. And it kind of caught me off guard. She was like, I don't think God like prayers. And I was like, word. She was like, I think God look at prayers like... You know, you pray, you say, thank you. You do this, this, and that. But like, you're asking God to give me this, man. Please bless me with that. And He like, I already gave you the ability. Go get it.
2: Mm. That's why you
0: say the power of the tongue is powerful. Like, you praying to me, speak it instead of asking for it. So that's kind of like, it's all of this complexity. And I feel like in 2020 right now, the number one question to anybody is God. Like, that's the first thing you're questioning. And everybody's questioning that this year. I don't care how you look at it. Mm. Some Kobe died. God, how you take Kobe like that? That's crazy. Kobe hit. God, I gotta go to work. How you you, you messing my money up? Your you chick in the house. God, I thought I loved her. I, I wish she could go home. You mm. know what I'm saying? Oh, your chick away. God, please bring her. Mm. You know what I'm saying? to me. Uh, you know, everything that's happening is leading us all to look up and search for an answer. So I wanted to start the album with something that was gonna
1: make you think out the rip. Like just. Oh, you did boom. that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you did that. Um Moving on to just uh move you got anything for for that one? That's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different thing. This, this is this is this is our this is our brother. <laughs> Say no more, no. Um so um I'm gonna jump jump around though. So FTN. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my shit. Yeah, so, so so nah, for me, that's so my shit. to to go so heavy at the beginning and then FTN track five, to get like, all uh, right, you know, like this anthem and mm-hmm. to me he wrote it from. I don't want to say a woman's perspective from uh, but like agreement with women, like. Well,
0: actually, it depends on how you hit a record. Like the hook is that, but if you hit a verse, so, mm-hmm. uh, right. so, so,
1: so that's my thing. Like you wrote, you wrote them something for them to, I think, to latch on to while trying to. Mook always, uh, well, he said earlier that you you had a message in everything you said, for right? Sure. So was there what, was what was the, what was going on on FTN and what was the sort of the thought behind that?
0: So the thing with FTN is like, um, it's in the middle of the tape. So really kind of like not to go too far around it, but it's three generations in the tape. You got Generation Z, you got Generation X, and you got Generation Y. So when you get to expectations of FTN and Generation Y, that's talking about our generation, you know what I'm saying, the millennials, right? Um, the theme around that is like, I feel like millennials are kind of like in a place where like, this is my my sum of millennials. We either fucking shit up, fucking each other, or saying fuck it.
2: That's
0: kind of the way that I see how we live our lives. Like, and we caught up in this emotional battle, right? So while the world is burning around us, you got Generation Z, like, we'll burn this shit down, crash it, and rebuild. You got Generation X, like, I can't believe we even still dealing with this shit. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm worried, you know what I'm saying? You got Generation Y that's in the middle, like, man... Dissing each other on Twitter, going back to forth on Instagram, all this fuck these niggas, fuck these bitches type shit. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was rooted in me posing a question, cause like this year, you know, as black men, we've been catching hell, and rightfully so in certain certain senses, but then not rightfully so in others. And I'm like, yo, you know, it's it's almost like blame black men season. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a hashtag maybe like a week ago where it was literally um, it was blame black men <laughs> on Twitter, like trending I that one. yeah trending right and i'm seeing him just like yo okay where's the accountability here so the the song really posts the question like if you listen to expectations i'm saying like from a man's perspective it's mm-hmm. like hey i want to love you i want to do all of this but we done got to a place where the disrespect is so crazy and we so at war with each other i don't even know how to like connect like every time I want to put my pride to the side and be like, "Yo, let's do this," you got me feeling like you trying to play me. Oh. And so then I, so then I start realizing like I think it's one meme that's out right now with like the girl on the bed and she'll be like on Twitter like, mm-hmm. "Fuck these dudes," and then be like, "Have you ate today?" type shit. And I'm like, that's really the attitude that we have. So I wanted to pose the question like, you really just want to talk this shit. <laughs> But have you ever considered that maybe the way that you're approaching this situation could be the very thing that's giving you the same response? Because whatever we highlight, we receive. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, it's it's a trick
1: question. I hate, a trick to, I hate to go to Joe, but listen, I feel his poet question now. Right. You know saying, bro? Like, you got to admit, like, you really like, boom, 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 yeah. boom. Yeah, it's just, I'm a little bit, I'm a little far, man. No, I respect it. Like, um, like you said, M- Mook, I was, I give cra- mooks at it, mm-hmm. the message. They're always, for every track, there seems to be something, maybe not overt, maybe not grand, yeah. but something for you to just like. But it goes like,
2: I fuck with that drunk because it goes both ways. Yeah. Like, he, it points out the accountability on both sexes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're really listening to it. That was said, my goal. Yeah, yeah, like the verses might say one thing. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. The, latch on. Yeah. And then kind of listen to what
1: I'm trying to Some hear these me out. But I yeah. still fuck you. Yeah. You know type what I'm saying? Shit, like, like
2: you're know right. saying? Right. saying
1: fuck these niggas,
2: but I can still fuck you. you right, We can still pull up. Exactly. And do that ain't no problem.
1: like yeah. Oh, uh, you said that you like squeamish. That is yeah. your favorite song. Yes. Yeah, so Currently. So Squeamish,
0: I'm gonna tell you why. So like, squeamish becomes squeamish is the record after you go through F.T.N. and Generation Y, right? Mm -hmm. So F.T.N. is me posing this question. I bet I can still get you, right? Mm -hmm. And then Generation Y is now that I got you. We this is what we doing, and really we're using this act as an ego based thing. It's not Mm -hmm. even centered around. Love most of the time oh, is like, passion. you know what I'm saying. Our passion yeah. is just centered around, yeah, I did you like that, or you know, whatever. And she like, yeah, I think I did you like that, woo. And then after you get past that place, and you realize like, yo, I did all of this right. We never got to the point that I was trying to get to. You get numb. And I think a lot of us as men, this is the record for me that I wrote for for the black man that we don't speak about it. You see what I'm saying? We barely talk about it, and if we do talk about it, we talk about it amongst ourselves. So I started pull up on my gang, and some things, and keep a pussy smile before I curve, and she feel gazing with that pussy. You see what I'm saying? And just talking about, like, how this shit makes you, like, feel off balance. Like, the fake shit out, it's like you, I don't care what nobody say, any man with some kind of conscience has spent a moment in their corner, just like, nigga, why the fuck we even do the shit that we doing? Like, this shit could really be simple. Even if it's like just between an issue with you and your guys or some shit, or if it's a situation where you're going through it with your girl and you're like, man, I don't know how the fuck we got here. Like how we, man, this shit's weird. Or you see people going outside of their way to do something that ain't natural to them. That that was for me, I was like, the imposters make me scream. But in a parenthesis, the song is called Numb. and really it's just talking about how the, the number one response for most of us is to be like, yo, when shit ain't
1: working, Go get a bag. We're going to go get some money. And just Yeah, I, th- I think that was, like <laughs> to me, I'm not going to lie, when you talk about your favorite song, I was kind of thrown away because this was the song that I felt was... Gave me the fucking energy. And it was also the one that was yeah. kind of <laughs> more so, like, I don't, don't want to say, superficial, but it's more so like, yeah, I'm, I'm about to do this. I'm about to just, yeah. I'm about to get some money yeah. in. So, and everything else in this, you know, we're talking about God, we're talking yeah. about these religion. And then you just like, I'm like, okay, that's interesting, just from the art. Right. You okay. know, from, from from my perspective, from just talking to you earlier, from yeah. listening yeah. to the album, I was like, okay, interesting. How long did
2: it take to make this
1: album? Seven days. Wow. wow. Seven days. It's that's like, like seven oh.
2: days? Yeah. Seven days?
1: Yeah, man. Nah,
2: cause I did that a follow-up and I'm just like <laughs> Seven I, uh, days? And I was just like, Oh yes, yeah, and I can tell like it took you some time to like sit with this and do this nah, and take these man. messages to get across. Nigga, you said seven days? Wow. Yeah,
0: nah, like really I'm gonna be honest with you, Doug. Like I, I typically and then were, you said
2: you were record
0: earlier you said they were recording in two separate places. Two different spots, yeah. So I typically like crank out a lot of records in a year. Okay. I think when COVID hit, I couldn't really... It was hard to get in that bag, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, you know, you, you're used to making records about, you know, life, and life just shifted. and got really quiet, right? It got more about you. It yeah. got, you know what I'm saying? So um, I ended up... I wasn't planning to make the album. I ended up... Um, I had a session. I booked an Airbnb in Miami, um, and we got a session. I was going to, like, just warm up. I was supposed to have some sessions in Atlanta with some producers, and I hadn't recorded all year. So i was like yo let's book something let's just go target practice you know what i'm saying just cut Mm -hmm. and like seven other records came out in those two days like i think we did gen z franklin squeamish rage um revelations and i think another joint um gen x wow we did those in that day and then we went to atlanta um for five days after that. And I don't know if y'all was familiar with the B-Size, but that's where we shot and, and recorded all the B-Size records and then FTN, Expectations, and Generation X came out of that. Okay. Not that, Gen X, Gen Y. I was gonna say, because FTN feels like an Atlanta <laughs> Yeah, we was in the A, yeah. so we did the last three, man. And it was really, I thought it was done after seven. And then I started listening to it and I was like, yo, I wanted more records. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to give it more time like i would have put more into it but i was like this is so relevant it gotta go now so i like, mm-hmm. really like capped it off i was like yo we're not going to get too much more to it
1: so, oh quick I, i'm glad you brought up that question about um the seven days because that brings me to the instagram i was looking at the page and the whole curation of mm-hmm. sort of what was going on with i guess the process of the album so that was yeah. in miami and atlanta
0: all that yeah so we shot a documentary for like okay. we, and that was part of the b-sides um, yeah, so what was happening was like we were documenting. Like when y'all, I'm promise to you, bro, it's like it's on film. Like I, I it's no cap in my rap. When you see it, like the circumstances in which we recorded this album, like I said, this is God work, bro. Like I wasn't planning no album, even when I did them records. Like I didn't go there to do that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yo, pull some beats up, and then they coming out, and I'm hearing them, and everybody in the room like, nah, this is something special that's happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we recording one speaker. We a sheet behind the mic, like no real acoustics. The whole shit is fucked up. My man's supposed to come. He got he caught COVID, like the day he's supposed to come and bring the speakers. So we just in there like it's real rugged and raw. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it because <laughs> I see you.
1: What's that? No, 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 no. only reason why I say it is because I'm about to still I'm still all his talking points. <laughs> um, fuck. And uh, hey, you <laughs> you may me laugh so it threw me off. No, but. Oh shit, 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 shit. It was about, fuck, it was about the, um, oh, uh, huh? The recording process? Yeah. Or You're a sequencing. A production. Thank you, sequencing. All right. So it. those conversations on the album, he said it felt very Kendrick Lamar. To me, it felt mis- miseducation of Lauren Hillish. Uh, very, cool. oh, you know, yeah. I'm doing this album, I'm with these people, and as we kind of talk, That's that's your girl. Yeah, that's my girl. And as we talk, (laughs) it feels right. Yeah. These conversations made me, me, maybe help me make some of these songs. Or the songs
2: came from these conversations.
1: Conversations, vice versa, something of that nature. Give me some of that, because those things are great. Like, those little tidbits, like he talks about poetry. I thought it was more so, like like I said, Lauren Hill.
2: The skits playing into the songs and the song going back into the skit.
1: I thought it was more Lauren Hill conversationalist than poetry but mm-hmm. i could see where he was coming from but for me that's
2: why i switch to spoken word because they say poetry and spoken word mm. so it was just like what was about that
0: well i um so i was flying around the country throughout the whole covid thing like <laughs> you it know sound crazy right like I, this shit makes it sounds so mythical it's not magical but it really was some other shit i'm flying around the country because i'm working you know what i'm saying I'm, I'm hitting city to city and what's happening is I'm having these conversations everywhere. So I'm on a plane and people are like, yo, you know what you think about like Trump and what you think about what's happening in the world. And then like the riots is happening. George Floyd's just happening. So I'm in Minneapolis while they're rioting. Wow. And then I'm going to like Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'm going to black wall street, like meeting people on the land. So what happened was after I started having so many conversations. I started asking people, can I record it? They're like, yeah, you know, you can record it. And what i what I figured out was like everybody around the nation was having the same conversation, but nobody was having it on the surface. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, as I record, we recorded the records before we thought about the skits. And then as I'm recording the records and I'm realizing what we talking about, what we diving into, I was like, yo, I could leave it with just music, but it's not going to tell the narrative. So I literally had to sift through like five hours of like just audio and find the perfect clips, right? Mm-hmm. To just try to narrate this thing and get it perfect, right? But then what's also happening is, as we're recording the album, these records are starting two-hour conversations. You see what I'm saying? Generation ZZ is like starting a whole debate in the house. Or FTN is definitely like <laughs> instant debate. Anytime sure. the women in the room, it's like, why you feel like this? Why you?" It's like, it's so lit. You know what I'm saying? I got all the footage and it's like what I started realizing was that the tape became a conversation piece. It made people talk. One of my homegirls, um, she was like, this shit feel like something I wanna play spades while listening to and just be chopping it with niggas. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to get that energy. Um, that's more, you more right with the with the Lauren Hill thing. Like, Cause I, I thought about that as we kind of got towards the tail end of it. And I was like, you know, the miseducation was really dope. And how she she approached it with the children. But I felt like it's been a long time since that was done. That's like 20 years. And yeah. I feel like for our generation, one one key thing I'll say is this, like we were called the lost generation, right? And for years I was bothered by them calling the millennials the lost generation, because I'm like, what you mean we lost bitch, we know what's <laughs> going on. So, like, you know what I'm saying? But what I realized as I got older was we weren't lost as in we're oblivious. We were lost in transition. Mm-hmm. Between normalcy and technology. Like that gray area, we really kinda got skipped. I always tell people, like, if you really wanna know what the dope is, the talent and the culture and what a lot of these kids try to pull from and the energy that they want, it's from the people that's born between like 88 and 93. It's like that little range, and we never really got our rightful place in society. It kinda almost skipped us. With technology, it went to our little brothers. Mm-hmm. Our, little sister, or our older brothers got it. So when you see like somebody like Kendrick, they 34, 35, so forth, they 87 and up. And then when you see people like Thug and the rest of them, they 93 and below. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And our kind of story got skipped. So my thing was like, I wanted us to tell our story from our perspective on this tape. You see what I'm saying? Like, hear it from the, from the mud. Like, hear it really from the mud. Like, hear it from the niggas that's dealing with it. The women who's saying on FTN, you know, as soon as I say fuck these niggas, everybody turn up. Mm-hmm. But if yes, I say we Parker. need to deal with ourselves, everybody go silent. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so dope to hear a woman say that. And we literally are recording Generation X in the house. We're on the back porch smoking. And this whole debate is just going on. I'm just sitting in the corner like phone on, like, yeah, y'all just... <laughs> <laughs>
1: everybody just say what you feeling. And, you know, that's kind of how it came about. Nah. Matt, that was very interesting. I thought... I, 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 ne- I normally don't get mis-education vibes on a lot of things, but I definitely, honor. Yeah, I definitely felt that. And I was like, wow, this is definitely unique in um, a very unique sense. For me, my favorite song, At the Party. Oh, no, before I get to At the Party, Rage. I'm glad you explained the album to me because now this makes more sense. <laughs> Rage going into At the Party is a perfect transition and makes a hell of a lot more oh, wow. sense. Okay. But for me, why... I'm not part of Gen. What is that? Z. Z. Yeah, new p- generation. I'm not part yeah. of Gen Z, and I, I get it. Like I, I see the whole fuck it. I see yeah, them. They're the people too, who fucking, right. at like fifteen, they fucking like get bu- buy Trump campaign tickets and like there's nobody Price shows shit. up, like, yeah. like yeah, and and fuck up shit. numbers. Like they they do anything to just do anything. But for me personally, I don't get why they're so angry. <laughs> I, just, I, I just really don't get it. It's like, I see it, but it's just like... I get it. Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Not really. Maybe I'm just... I, an old, I
0: think old it's fuck. just you. You know what I'm saying? I think... Same you. I think you just... All right, so... Well, fuck me up one time. I'll tell you a crazy story. Chick. Chick I'm talking to. She's like 20, right? And I'm in the car just vibing. And I'm like, yo, ma, I think I said rubber band, man. Wow, that's a telephone band line in my right 45? I'm just vibing, right? She says to me, yo, is that your song? What? Wow. And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, I had to question myself, but I was like, wait a minute, what? She's name
2: wasn't she was not old enough there. And then she was
0: like, well, I was born 2000. I was like, you were born 2000.
1: Mm, yeah. That came in what, 03? Yeah. And I was like, damn, oh, so you
0: were in. Diapers 5, when this shit was out, right?
1: maybe? 3. Right? for sure. 0-3. And I'm
0: thinking I'm, to I'm myself, like, than... the whole time, I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy when you put it in perspective, like... <laughs> she just like, know how to walk. There's she a... Truth, right. Yeah. And you wouldn't think that that's crazy, right? And I'm like, yo, this is like a year or two ago, and I'm like, yo, there's a generation that has no recollection mm-hmm. of anything other than technology and peace involved. So you have this group of these young cats who is like, nigga, y'all on some old shit. Facts. And not only is you on some old okay, shit, it makes you, sense you're now. Interrupting that's a my great way new it shit. Related. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what this shit is about. Damn.
1: Wow, that's a good point. So, like, yeah, that's a good. Point. If you were born in two thousand, that means like the last five years have kind of been like way wacky. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Russ.
0: You confuse <laughs> the shit, and you are just like, yo, they say walk. how the fuck? Are we even here again? Some so their bands. whole thing is like, nigga, they on some like real deal, nigga. Not only will we burn your shit down, we'll snatch your shit, we'll swipe your shit, we will mm-hmm. scam your shit, bitch. Like, <laughs> stop playing with me, like type of shit. Like, this is some old nigga shit. You don't even know how to work the computer, so, nigga. Like, man, i fuck man, you up. now, you don't even right? Know it. So it's like, you know, you can't, you can't. Even, I, I, I definitely
1: get the whole. Now, you made me get it. No, normally, lie this doesn't you. happen. I won't lie to you. Normally, I, I don't be like, <laughs> yeah. But no, nah, makes a lot of sense now. makes yeah. a lot of sense. All right, so At The Party, my favorite song. I feel as though it's a different vibe. It, it's a, yeah. it changes things. It makes things a little bit more. It changes things, John. I'm just saying. Just, on the changes album, things, people. I'm just, oh, so I'm just talk, saying. I'm just saying. On the album, party, it's, right. it's, it's like if you if you stay for the whole thing, because people do not always do that, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's a great send off. It's a way to say yeah. alright, listen man in this world of all this different type of music, I can still do that for you. I'm just saying.
0: Kind of, yeah, I wanted to keep it in the narrative. So actually, At The Party was the first record we did. Wow! And that wasn't for the album. I did At The Party in March. I just, man, we. I, I lied to you not, man, this is Hazy Thoughts and we was having a lot of those that night. We was high. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we was just in the brand, People, stay on brand. <laughs> I no, heard no the help.
2: beat.
0: Um, and <laughs> I don't consider myself no singer, man. I just play with melody. But that record that night just came out dope. And um, I put it on Instagram like instantly. It was like, maybe March like 15 or something. I'm like, yo, should I drop it or not? Because everything prior to that for me is rap. Okay they went crazy in the comments like yo what's this what's this what's this drop it drop it, drop it, drop it and i'm like all right so it came out so dope we just put it out but it kind of fell into the narrative of the album kind of playing off what you was asking about rage um so like after you go through all that emotional shit, right you go through the ftn all right we're gonna fuck some for our ego all right man i'm numb i'm off that shit. you get into the last couple records of the tape right you get into um You get into revelations. You get into the inner constant state of enrage, right? Mm -hmm. So after you've numbed yourself out, you burned yourself out, you're tired, which we've all been through, right? Then the next step is you make this decision in your mind, like, dog, you know what? Something about this shit got to change. Something about how I'm elevating or how I'm operating in life got to change. We all do that, whether you do it at 21, 25 or something. you like, either I'm thugging with this shit for the rest of my life or I got to do something, man. I'm broke. I got to get some money. Um, I'm not broke. I'm good, but my life ain't together, I gotta do that, my emotions ain't together, I gotta do that, right? So, you get to that place and you finally say, yo man, fuck fighting all these demons, I leave them to deal with God, right? And it's no sooner than you say that, you go upstairs, you turn on your TV and Kobe died. No sooner than you say that, you turn on your TV and George Floyd get murked in the streets. No sooner than you say that, you get on your timeline and you find out this lady got Brianna Taylor got killed in her sleep. And then instantly you go from like, I just surrendered to yo, matter of fact, why the fuck do this shit keep happening dog? Like all my life, we been getting killed. Oh, my mama life we've been getting killed all her mama life. we been getting killed all her mama life. We've been, we been getting killed and you telling me there's some shit that happened four, 500,000 years before I got here is the reason why we still dealing with this shit. Something ain't adding up. Something not making sense. Everything that you told me, I can understand this, I can understand this, but I can't understand that because nigga, I don't even got a grudge the whole that goddamn long. <laughs> and the story that you're telling me in regards to God is forgiveness is key. So who lied? somebody lied and then you then that energy goes into rage cause now you watching motherfuckers patronize you on the news they looking at you white people hitting your shit like oh he shouldn't have ran or saying just crazy shit Tommy Lauren and these motherfuckers just triggering shit and then you realize like you've been watching this shit for months and years on end like Trayvon Martin died 30 minutes away from my city so we watched it kick off and you just keep seeing this shit and then rage hits. And you ask this, I ask the question at that point in that record. The definitive question is, nigga, what you waiting for? Black man, what you waiting for? Black woman, what are you waiting for? Like, how long are you going to have this conversation about help me? Before you realize that you got to help yourself. How long are we going to keep repeating the cycle like hashtagging and shit for two days and then we go back to like, it ain't nothing. We just chilling. Like Do you niggas actually want change? Regular do you questions. niggas
1: want to be free? Like, you Regular know what I'm saying? Do you like, niggas want to be free? Is that the
0: shit that you really want? You know, and then you get there, right? And You'll then after that free. then you get into you know what? After you done calm down you frustrated, you done cried, you done cuss, you done did all that shit whatever you did Either way it go, man, I move cool, like storms in the winter, man. Soon as I let go, blessings, they fall all over, nigga, man. Like, you know what? This shit beyond me. I don't have an answer. I can't find an answer. I don't know who God listened to. I don't know if you listening to me or the master or nothing. But you know what? Nothing really changes. Everything really is kind of the same, so... Gather around, man. If you come to a shop open party, if you come to my house, if you come to anything, while we playing Spades, while you having that beer, while there's some music playing, whatever, this might be the conversation you have. Gather around, we chop game at the party. And that's how we end it.
2: You see what I'm saying?
1: It's a solid way to end it. I'm not doing to lie. I told you. repeat. a project. Man. I really like the end. Um, I just think, like I said, for the times, like, um, we really don't know. Like, leg- <laughs> legitimately, we do not know. And I think it's interesting that like you made something prior that mm. really, really, you know crazy? really struck.
0: We thought we was making it. I was rushing to get the tape out because we was like, "Yo, this shit's happening now." And everybody around me like, "Yo, this shit might not happen when it try." And I'm like, "Nah, nigga, when lose a draw this election, shit's gonna go up." And I'm like, "This is gonna hit for a minute, but we thought it would only last to the end of this year." And then as we got close to wrapping, I was like. I think this is something that can last a long time. It's something that I think at some point every person experiences this this thought process, man. So
1: very dope album. I, I have, I have nothing else to move. You got anything else? Nothing. Um, before we 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 wrap up here, shop open. Shop open. Let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah, man. Tell me about that CEO. We have a shop open. Um, yeah, like <laughs> it's open? Um, we have a website. Okay, okay. A open.
0: Open. Um, so. Yeah, Shop Open was like. Let's see what you did. That was playing, right? Yeah, appreciate <laughs> It, uh, it was all um, bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was really, man, it was based off being broke, man. Like, <laughs> real shit. Like, it was just like, yo, I'm writing, I'm snapping on verses, I'm doing all this shit. But you know, the rap shit is the rap shit, man. It takes time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yo, somebody gotta pay for this shit. Like, with all due respect, like, like, y'all. It's just like this.
2: Respectfully.
0: respectfully, it's like this, right? Y'all got this whole organization going on. You got your crew here. These your people. Y'all don't put the lights out. Y'all do done all this shit, right? It'd be fucked up if y'all knew somebody was doing this shit off their phone with none of this shit, and they was getting a bag, right? And it's not even a good conversation. What's happening? Right? You see what I'm saying? So then, at some point, you gotta ask yourself, like, niggas, what the fuck is we doing wrong? Fuck that shop open, nigga. I need a bag for what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? And then it grew into it was a mixtape that grew into some shirts. We ended up selling a lot of shirts, and what I realized is it was kind of bigger than me. And I wanted to highlight dope businesses. Mm. Like, I feel like the one thing about millennials is don't nobody want to work for nobody. And if COVID ain't taught you nothing, it's taught you, like, job security don't fucking exist. So you got to get out here and you got to own something, you know. And I want more than anything black people, specifically black men, to take their rightful place as far as owners. We develop every fucking thing. We create all of it, but we don't own it. We always sell it too soon. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just about entrepreneurship and understanding that, like, where we are economically, the barter system comes back into play. Mm -hmm. Teamwork comes back into play. You can't do all, like, you know, the one-man band shit is dead. You can't do all this shit. It's better to do this with your guys. Because at the end of the day like I said it last, did last day, week yeah. Yeah. You did, you It's did. better to do it with your guys Because it's like <laughs> yo what's you, what are you passionate about? Oh, I'm passionate about sound What you passionate about? I'm passionate about cameras What you passionate about? Lights Okay cool I like to talk Okay cool I like to listen to music Boom We got something Everybody can break this bag down And we can eat Let's <laughs> figure it out You know what I'm saying And just kind of Teamwork Freedom and opportunity Freedom to do what you love Opportunity to monetize it That's all we really want
1: and and that's what shop open is. I love to fucking see it. Do you? Yeah. I love it. I love to fucking see it. All right, it's all right, it's all right, Anything else you have to say to the people before we step out? Because this has been a, um, this I think lovely. one of the cameramen said introspective conversation. For sure. Shout mm-hmm. out, Shirley. Um, Shout <laughs> out to home, Man, time fuck with my mind. Man. What? Well, because you 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 switched my mind on uh, a few things. Shout out to Gen X. I mean Gen Z. Oh, mm-hmm. sure, them, yeah. them niggas, they getting it. Um, where where do you All the, gems. <laughs> all the generations <laughs> where, where do they meet Where do the people Meet you at first of all Because I know I'm, I know they want to So mm-hmm. where do they meet you at And then secondly Like what uh, Anything final That you have to say And move Do you got anything else You need to Get off your chest I know you want to
2: talk About sequencing right um, How did you come up With the sequence In the seven days Or did the songs Just happen to lay out That way No so we recorded In seven days Okay Piecing it Took some weeks man That's and still I, wild though we continue.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Piecing it together took some time. Um, the skits were the hardest part. Okay. I had a lot of skits. And like I said, it's five hours of audio, so I had to cut it down. Um, it's one skit that didn't make it. And my um, my pops caught COVID earlier this year. Um, and he beat it, thank God. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Do it, um, but... His skit was really dope, and I didn't have a record to match it. I'll give y'all like an idea of what it was talking about though, and I think we're gonna put it in a documentary. But he was basically talking about what the hospitals looked like when he was there, and he was saying on the floors, when people had COVID, if they were if they beat it, they would play the Rocky theme, mm-hmm. but if they didn't, they would play like the Cold Blue, Sirene oh, wow. type thing. And he was like, it was a lot more Sirene mm-hmm. than Rocky themes. And I kind of wanted to dive into that, but then some of the stuff I kept off the tape was because I didn't want to date it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but as Shit. far as sequencing Shit. it... <laughs> yeah, no, <nah>, we, <laughs> we might do a deluxe edition. I don't know, man. Like I, I, I was battling with it to the day the album came out, to be honest with you. But um, the sequencing was just like... It took me a few weeks. I, I kind of had the order, mm-hmm. and then, like I say, the seven days, two days was like four weeks in between each other. So we did seven of the records on two
1: days and then like the other five came like four weeks later in Atlanta. Okay. okay you see know okay. what I'm saying? All right. So before we send off, before the people don't get to see these lovely faces with you again <laughs> on the Hazy Dogs High Coast Podcast, you know what I'm saying? How do they get in contact with you and what do you need to tell them? Uh, you can meet me anywhere
0: on all social media at Who Is crown. um Instagram, t- uh, Twitter, Facebook, all that. Uh, you can get We Still Don't Know out right now on all digital platforms um titles spotify apple music youtube wherever you listen to music man go check that out and the whole catalog is there um and if you need any merch check out shopforeveropen.com. we do got the we still don't know merch coming the tour is coming soon um we're talking 2021 we to do like five dates okay. so uh that's that's all i got man protect yourself man love yourself uh, be real with yourself, man. Don't be scared of that mirror, dog. Like, go find that mirror and, and be one with yourself and grow, dog. I think it's our season, you know what I'm saying? So keep pushing, and that's all I got.
1: Love it. Hey, thank you once again, Crown. Came yeah, through. Drop some did. gems on us. Yes, Loved it. Also, get the albums in the back. We don't
2: know. We still don't know. Out right now. Out now. Out <laughs> <laughs> My mama beat me quite often, yeah. Turned me around and sat me down and had that talk with me. Taught me things like sacrificing your life is just an offering. I'll risk it all. In fact, I do it twice. Long as my daughter eat, I'll do something so unlawfully just to make sure you're straight. Make sure you I make the move to get you them shoes and keep food on your plate. food on Give your you tools to put you to school just to make sure you great and keep that too just to make sure you safe. Hey, any nigga mess with you gon' get buried today. Murder victims all on the news getting carried away.